Hello everyone and welcome to ESPN Gainesville's Gator Congregation, a realm dedicated to all things Gator soccer. I'm your host and beat reporter for the soccer team, Juan Guerrero, and I promise you, the listener, content that has never been produced before for Florida soccer. I will bring in guests with stories to tell and other beat reporters who will bring you all the information there is to know about Gator soccer. Now, this is a time where I ask you to please kick back, grab something to drink, and leave the rest to me and the guest. We are live. I have Lauren Evans with me right here. Is it cool if I call you Lo? That's yes. what we call you, right? Mm-hmm. So you are a redshirt sophomore. Um, you've been in the university since 2017. You've been in the soccer team. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. I'm out here in the newsroom just doing what I do on a daily basis. But today is extra special because I get to have you here. So I want to start out by um, tell me about your hometown, Lithia, Florida. Is that where you're from? Yes, it's a small town in Tampa, Florida. That's where I normally say I'm from. Um, one high school. Everybody knows everybody. And what about your family? Um, family, both Gators. My mom and dad are Gators. I'm the only child. Uh, my dad played football at UF, 1996 National Championship team. So, honestly, I think I was brain into being a Gator. I have a couple questions um, later on about that. Now, um, you know, a lot of people from what I've read in stories that have been written about you, um, what I've seen in social media, a lot of people appreciate you, look up to you, and, and you know, they, they see you in good light. Um, how would you describe yourself? I would describe myself as a positive person. I always try to see the positive in everything. So I think that people enjoy that side of me because when they need somebody to talk to about a rough day or a problem they're having, I'm always going to show them the bright side. I'm not going to bring up what the bad things are going to be. Obviously, there's always bad in some situations, but I always try to see the positive. And you know, teammates and people who know you personally call you the light of the team of the Gator soccer team. Um, what do you have to say about that? Is it kind of weird somebody telling you, oh, you're the light of a team? You're like, oh, I don't know. But No, I think that I embody that role. I think now that all of everything that happened to me and that I'm going to be on the bench now because of every problem that I've had, I think that to be the light of the team is a way to help the team become better. So I read a Abby Wambach's book recently, and she talked about how your team can be a wolf pack. And so they're, each person on the team has a role. And so I see that my role is being the light. So whenever people need energy or need somebody to lift the team up, I feel like I'm the person that they can come to. And if you have somebody on the team like that, that could lead you to a national championship. So That's beautiful. And, and how did that spark up? Is it your family back home? Like, how were you raised? Like, you're, you, you said... Um, you have a mom, your dad, and you are the only child. How, how did that work? And, and how did that work with um, soccer? You know, your dad was a football player. Mm-hmm. She, he just put you to play soccer? No, um, I started off with gymnastics. Um, I played a lot. I did a lot of gymnastics. And then I told my parents, like, I want to do an outdoor sport. I wasn't a very indoor girly type of girl. And so every day when I would come home from gymnastics, I would go out in the street and play soccer with all the boys. And so my parents realized, like, okay, we need to put her in soccer. And so I think that when I was playing with all the guys, it just made me more relentless, more gritty, I guess. And so now that things aren't going my way, I think I just try to see the positives. Okay, I gotcha. Now, um, what are your hobbies? Things that you like to do? For example, I watch the Premier League like, uh, yeah, I'm abnormal. I watch all the games and not only I watch the games on TV, I also watch um, replays or maybe like I use gold, which you can see all the games. I see two, three at a time. What do you do? Um, I think I have a 
a weird hobby. I like to watch YouTube videos and I, I go on YouTube every night and I, I'll start on one video and three hours later I'll be on a whole different topic watching something that was totally different from the first video I started on. Do you have any YouTubers that you follow? I, uh, you know, I love James Charles and Emma Chamberlain. Ab oh, Emma Chamberlain? Yes. And James Charles is the makeup dude. Yes. He was under a lot of fire. I know. And it was kind of like fake. A lot I almost of people... felt bad for him. Yeah, no, I felt but bad But I was for... so into it. I, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> you like that spark. <laughs> no, I, it, it was a weird situation because a lot of people were um, trying to get him on, like, you know, like um, sucker punching him and stuff like that for stuff that maybe he did, but it, they blew it up a lot. But yeah, he didn't deserve that much. Mm -hmm. But um, he actually got his stuff hacked not I so know. long ago. So I know. yeah, YouTubers have, have kind of like a tough life, but they make a good money if, if they got 16 million subscribers. Exactly. So, um, now, who is your closest friend in the team? Um, I would say my closest friend is Deanne. Deanne Rose. Mm -hmm. Nice. She's my nice. roommate. How did it feel when she went to the World Cup um, last summer? Um, I'm not sure if you watched, but she had my cleats on in the World Cup. That's so beautiful. my cleats, I got them custom made um, Christmas time before I figured out I couldn't play anymore. And my saying when I was sick was rise up. So on the side of my cleat, I got rise up made on my custom cleats and my number. And so she asked me before she left, how would you feel if I brought your cleats to the World Cup and I wore them. And I got so excited. I'm like, it's gonna be like, I'm playing through her, you know? So I was super excited. And then she went in in the first game and she Cameroon. balled out, mm -hmm. so. She went in for 15 minutes. When she was getting ready to be subbed in, the fourth official was holding up the sign. Her number was showing. She was wearing the cleats. How, how did that feel? I was like fangirling. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And then when she went in, I'm like standing so close to the TV, like screaming at her, like she could hear me. Like I was right there on the sideline with her. So did it you was call, pretty cool. Did you call her after the game? She called me so she excited. Yeah. Beautiful. What did she say? She said, I played so good. I was like, I know, I saw. Yeah. I had her jersey on, her Canada jersey. And everyone who's been following Gator Soccer lately, she's been having a terrific SEC uh attacker of the week, mm -hmm. right? Three goals, one assist. She's doing really well. Mm -hmm. And um, according to coach Becky Burley, she's going to be available for more time um, this season. Last season, she only played, I think, 11 games. Mm -hmm. But hey, the more games, the merrier. She's one of our best players. Exactly. We need her. Awesome. Now, what is your life goal? Um, I want to become a pediatric cancer nurse. That's what I'm going to school for now. I think after everything I've been through, I'm like inspired and I want to give back. So... Okay. And you are a true Gator fan, but you're not the only Gator in your family. Like you said, your dad um, played for Steve Spurrier. And you know what I thought that was really cool? He played for Steve Spurrier. You played for, um, you have a close relationship and have played for um, Coach Becky. How does it feel that both of you have had great leadership and not only leadership, but two characters who, you know, have impacted many people's lives? I think it feels really good. Um... That was my goal. I came here. I I got number 34 because my dad was number 34. I kind of wanted to keep the legacy going. And I feel like once I made it here, it was like um, I reached my goal. I hit my dream. And now it's just like living out the dream and trying to do my best while doing that. Does your dad ever talk about Spurrier or any any funny stories? Oh, all the time. Every time I bring up anything about Florida, he relates it back to his experience. What's that one story that he's told like seven times? My dad my dad has a couple <laughs> stories that he tells seven, eight times. I'm uh, sure he has one too. Every time I told him that we were doing stadiums with my coach, he'd be like, oh, one time, I don't remember who it was that he said they played, but it was like some crap team. And they beat him. I think he said they blew him out like 86 to zero. And he said that when they came back, 
to Gainesville, like the next day, Spurrier made him do stadiums because he wanted him to beat him by more because he said that they didn't play well enough. And so he tells that story every time. And he's like, and we didn't just do stadiums. We snaked the whole stadium. Like he always tries to compare his to mine, how he did better than me. And I'm just like, let me tell my story for once. Two Gator fans, two Gator athletes, still competing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And now I want to know a little bit more about Becky as a person and as a coach. Um, I think that if I had to choose to go through recruitment all over again and look at all the schools all over again, I would choose her a hundred times because not only is she a good coach, but she's a good person. And her main goal with all of us is not only to make us better players, but to make us better people. And I think that when I was sick, she became like a second mom, not only to me, but to my parents, because when my parents were going through it, she was the first one to come and help out, the first one to you know, bring me something to make my day better or just to see her show up made meant so much to me because it was like she still had me a part of the team and I still meant so much even though I couldn't be out there. And so I think that something like you don't find that everywhere. Most coaches at colleges, they care about winning and that's it. Like if you're not a good player, they don't care about you. But you could be the worst player on our team and you can never step on the field and Becky will have the same love for you that she has for anyone on the team. And that goes a long way. You know, she gives off great vibes. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit serious with journalists like me, you know, <laughs> but I like her a lot. The other day at USF, um, UF won against USF 2-0 to zero away from home. Second game, they're 2-0, just letting you know. <laughs> now, um, that's for the listeners. So she told me, don't call me Burley, call me Becky. And I was like, okay, Becky, I'll call you Becky. But it's kind of <laughs> like she said it like sweet in a sweet way. And I also asked her who did she think was the best player of the match because Deanne Rose scored a goal and gave an assist. And Susie Espinosa had an all-time high eight saves. And she was like, uh, that's the first time somebody asked me that question. And I was like, is that good? It's that bad? But according to Mary Howard, it was totally fine. Mm -hmm. But um, she always gives very direct responses, but she, she cares about you. And, mm -hmm. and, and she gives off that vibe. Now, I, I want to know... Any special moments with Coach Becky, you and Coach Becky? Um, I think the biggest moment is um, when she first came to see me when I first got diagnosed. So backstory. So when we made it to the NCAA tournament my freshman year, before every game, she would show us a hype video of ourselves. Like she would get a video made and she would play it in the locker room before the game. And every game had the same phrase, which was rise up. Rise up. And so for one video, she she pulled out when Tom Brady was, they were down by a lot in the Super Bowl. And I he kept Atlanta, saying, right? uh-huh. And he kept saying, y'all better keep your head up. It's going to be a hell of a story. Like, just keep your head up. Keep working. It's going to be a hell of a story. And he kept saying it and they came back and they won. And so when I first got diagnosed with cancer, it was recent. Those videos were recent. And so when she first walked into the room, she was obviously upset and I looked at her and I smiled and I said, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be a hell of a story. And she told me that and it like sticks with me forever because I don't remember it because it's a lot. A lot was going on at the time, but she remembers it and I'll probably never forget it. And she won't either. That's beautiful. I was about to ask you, um, I'm sure it has been a hell of a story because, mm -hmm. you know, I read about it. I think it's a, a cute catchphrase. It was a little bit ironic at the time because mm -hmm. you were just diagnosed. But um, has it been a hell of a story? It sure has. I think the story's still going. I think that there's a lot of bumps in the road, which adds on to the story, makes it a better story. And I can't wait to see where this next part of my life takes me now that I can't play soccer. So the story's still going. There's still a lot of chapters left. So. There's still a lot of people that love you, too, so uh -huh. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yes. Now, I, I want to know more um, about your story and a little bit more into death um, as a Gator, you know. 
like signing day, what came after that, your first class. Like tell me tell me about when you got here in 2017, you know, and 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 how how things went. Ever since ever since you got that call, hey, you're in the team. Oh, the call, I when I hung up with Vic, I cried. And my mom was like, "Are those happy tears or?" And I'm like, "They were happy tears. He asked me to be on the team." And so then after that, signing day came. It was really fun. I had a huge crowd. And then when I first got here, it was like, okay, this is real. You know, there's a lot of people on campus and summer B is an easy way in. But I think the hardest thing for me was nobody's on your back yelling at you to do your homework. So my first semester was rough because it was like, oh, my God, I have so much free time and my parents aren't telling me to do my homework. So then fall came around and I learned my lesson from summer B. So I tightened up in the classroom and then fall, I think fall is the best time of the year because everyone's on campus. It's football season. Just like it's so much different than high school because in high school, it's like you're lame if you show school pride. But at UF, it's like everyone is showing that they love the Gators and they'll go all out. And I don't know, it just shows a lot about the school, how people will do a lot for the Gators. And it's just a fun environment to be in. Yep. Now, um, in terms of school spirit, yeah, it's it's a big change. Mm-hmm. You, you got here as a student athlete. How did it feel to be a student athlete? And and what help did you get from people? Or, or, or what were you doing? What was Lo Evans doing in her student athlete career? What's she still doing? Um, it just seems like people praise the student athletes a lot more than I expected. So most of the time in classes, I'm not sure if this happened to you, but when you go to classes, the teacher asks your name, your major, your year, and a cool fact about you. Okay. So my cool fact was always, oh, I play soccer here. As soon as I say that, everyone snaps their head at you like, oh, you play soccer. And then everyone wants to be your friend. Everyone wants to help you if you have a question. So it's kind of like the easy way in for asking help. So if you tell somebody you're on the soccer team, they automatically want to give you some help. And then it also helps a lot when you're, you're an athlete here because – um, tutors, tutors come in handy because you don't have as much time as regular students. So to have somebody to go to, to help you out and help you learn stuff that you don't have time to sit down and learn by yourself helps out a lot. So in that first season, the 2017 season, I think it was by November, you started feeling a little bit sick Mm -hmm. and, um, the doctors diagnosed you with myeloid leukemia, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that is something that has to do with bone marrow and, and, and blood cells. It's really dangerous. I mean, it's dangerous as it is, but mm-hmm. even more dangerous if um, it's found late. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your diagnosis and what did the t- doctors tell you in that day, tell you and your family in that day? Um, okay, so they told me that when I first, when they first came back in with my blood samples, they said it could be one of two things. We're 99% sure that it's um, AML, leukemia, but it also could be a really bad like disease almost, like a really bad infection. And so I automatically, like I told you, I'm positive. So I'm automatically like, oh, it's just an infection. Like, there's no way it's leukemia. So I wasn't even really, I was so optimistic. I'm like, there's no way. And so they come back in maybe 10, 15 minutes later, and they tell me that it's for sure leukemia. And so I don't really remember much after that because your mind almost blocks stuff out like that. But my mom always tells me that I still stayed positive. I was obviously upset when they first told me. My mom asked a million questions and I'm like, stop asking questions. Like, I don't want to hear anymore. But I think that once we got settled in and I was sure that I had it, I just started off like, okay, we got to get the first round out of the way. We got to stay positive because as soon as you start to think negative, your whole mind goes negative. And once you think negative, your body goes negative. So I just try to stay positive no matter what. 
It's tough. And I can, I can, how do you call this? I can see somebody going into shock after something like that. I'm not mm-hmm. remembering much, mm-hmm. but, um, now I'm, I'm going to read you something real quick and I want you to tell me what does this mean to you, your family, your teammates, and anyone who's close. God gives his toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. What does that mean to you, to your family? Um, that's, that's a quote that I read almost every day. And I always tell people that ask me questions about this in interviews or reporters that I think that there was a reason that I got this and out of everybody that I know. Because I always say that I'm tough. Like, I'm a tough girl. Like, I can, a lot of people can't say they can't get under my skin because I'm just tough, you know? And so I also think that this battle was given to me because I was made for it. So, like, I know a lot of my friends live in a single parent home, or a lot of my friends, you know, my, a lot of my friends aren't as positive as possible. And a lot of my friends have siblings. But me, I'm positive. I have both of my parents. And I have no siblings. So I think the, the first thing, I'm positive. You have to be positive to get through something like that. You can't be negative because once it's negative, like I told you, it's bad. Second, I live in a two-parent home. When you have one parent, it makes it hard for everything because that one parent either has to work or they're going to have to watch you and they can't go to work. But for me, it was like my dad was working and my mom was sitting in the hospital with me all 24-7. She never left my side. And then the third thing, I don't have any siblings. And so... Say I did have a sibling. My parents have to be with me because I'm going through it. So where's my sibling going to be, you know? And then last thing I didn't mention, I'm at the University of Florida. Everybody knows what Shans is. It's the best hospital to possibly be at with a problem like that. So I think that if anybody was going to get this problem, I was the best person made for it. And so I think that God gave me this battle because I was the only person that could possibly get through it. And so I always, like, I don't thank him for giving it to me, but I'm just like, I'm glad it was me and not somebody else because, you know, it could be it could be a different story. It could be it, there could have been an end to the story, you know. Yeah, it, it, people are different, mm-hmm. and by you, what you're telling me, you're a strong individual, somebody who didn't have to care too much about a little sister, a little brother. Exactly. You got all the attention to your parent. Your parents showed all the love to you, and mm-hmm. and, and your mother being beside you all the time. That's that's touching. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, what, who were the first people to visit you in the hospital or whose visit was the most impactful? I can't say there was one visit that was impactful. Deanne came every day wow. and I would be so excited for her to get there. Like if she told me she was coming at two at one I'd wake up and just be waiting, you know, cause she's my best friend. She would come tell me all the drama that I was missing, but some of my dad's old football teammates would come visit. And then there was this one guy that came to visit me, one of my dad's teammates, and he works in Shands and he's also a pastor. So I'm not sure if you know, but when I got sick, I went paralyzed from my belly button down. And so one day the pastor came and he preached, he like preached over me, he prayed for me. And when he was praying, I was sitting there with my head bowed, my eyes closed. And when he was praying, I felt a shock go through my, from my toes all the way up to where my feeling stopped and back down. And I, when he left, I, I stayed strong, like I told you. But when he left the room, I broke down in tears. And my parents are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I felt it. Like, I felt something. And I, haven't, I couldn't feel anything for months. But I felt something. And that meant so much to me. But also, like, Becky's visits meant a lot. And a lot of athletes would come to visit. Football, basketball, softball. Somebody from the sports team would come visit. And it just meant a lot that people still try to keep me involved. Like, I never felt like I was pushed away from anyone, which meant a lot. Other than a positive mindset and a strong mindset, um, what would you say physically? Like, what was your rehabilitation like physically? 
Um, how 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 strong was it? How tiring? What what toll did your body take? Oh gosh, it? the chemo is just an insane drug. It like knocks your body down to zero percent. Your immune system's at nothing, so you can get sick so easily. And so it also made you weak. So when I would stand, uh, since I couldn't walk, if I would stand up with a walker for twenty seconds, I'd be winded. And that's crazy going from being a D one athlete playing soccer, being the fittest I've ever been, to going there and being tired after 20 minutes of standing. So to rehab myself back to walking again, I went to an inpatient rehab place where I had to stay the night for two weeks. And I rehabbed every day for six hours. Did workouts, 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 workouts for back to back to back every day for two weeks. And I left there basically walking, so. How was it, how, like those first steps or maybe when you were holding onto something to trying to take those first steps, mm -hmm. what it was like head? It was, It was hard. It, it was really hard. It was like trying to pick your feet out of 30 inches of mud. But it's just like if you want something really bad, you're going to go get it, you know. So it meant more to me to go to like take my first steps than how hard it was. Like I I blocked out all that. Oh, it's so hard. Like if I really wanted it, I had to work for it. And I had to go get it. And so um, so that being so hard, it made it so much it meant, meant so much more to me because it was that hard, you know. Gotcha. And how did the University of Florida and Chance Hospital um, treat you? Like, how was the treatment like? Um, was it positive? Did, are your parents happy about what, like, how things have gone? If you read any articles on nurses, I feel like it's everywhere. But the nurses that took care of me and it's like the same six or seven nurses every day. And so I still have I still have them all, all their numbers. I still talk to them. They became like more than just nurses to me. They became like family. Like I saw them every day. They rehabbed me back to normal. They saved my life. So it's not just like you're my nurse now and then I'm never going to talk to you again. Like they're going to be in my life forever. And I'll probably like some of them are pregnant now having kids and I'm meeting their babies, you know. And so it's almost like they become like a like a close aunt or like a close uncle you know like it's it's more than a nurse it's like a family member and that means so much so you're the light of the team but other than that what has your involvement involvement been like with the soccer team oh they it's that's a, that's another family yeah, are that's any, are, are there any specific things that you do for them like maybe racing money or doing like you know like you're not on the field but i'm guessing you're doing stuff out of the field oh right? yeah um i run the instagram account so hey. if anybody wants to follow the gator soccer instagram that's me behind it what else uh i just we just added another player to our team she's from shan she's eight years old um so basically i got all that set up for us and it's basically it's a friends with jacqueline thing so it's kind of like you adopt a child with cancer And they become part of your team. They have a whole signing day. And it's their big day. And then so we we added a girl to our team named Brooke. She's eight years old, like I said. And we got her in a jersey. We got her some cleats. And then so basically we just do stuff for her to make her days better, you know. Actually, she just recently beat cancer and rang the bell. So her day's already better. Mm -hmm. But it's just something to have. Like, like I said, when I when you're sick, you need support. And so when I was sick. My team was my support. And so for her to have 30 older girls that she looks up to, it's going to mean so much to her. And it's just a, something fun to have. So I kind of got that organized. And I feel like that's my role on the team awesome. right now, just to have her feeling like she's a big part of it, you know? That's important, not only for the soccer team, not only for Florida, but the community as a whole. So that's a beautiful story to mm -hmm. tell. Thanks. That's great. You probably feel really good about that. <laughs> I do. All right. So we're reaching an end.
but I have a couple more questions to ask you. So how has the team developed since you arrived? Um, In terms of, of, you know, the motions, how things have gone, anything's have changed. I think my freshman year, we were really good. 2017, we went, right? Yes. We went to the Elite Eight when everything happened. And then my la last year, 2018, was a rough one. I think it was the worst season we've ever had. But I think that that was also meant to be. Like I, like I told you, I'm always positive. I think that was meant to be. And so... Now that we have, a, I think that we have a huge chip on our shoulder. Like everyone's going into the game like, oh, this is Florida. They lost every game last year. But I think that gives us like fire. Like we want to, it makes us want to come out and fight harder. And so also we have a new freshman class and they're a good class so far from what I've seen. Yeah. And so that helps a lot too, because when people have scouting reports, they don't know how these girls play because they've never seen them. They just came out of high school. So I think that since we had a bad season last year and since they don't really know how we play yet, they don't, they're not ready because we had a we had a hard off season because of our season last year. And I think that's going to help us a lot because of that chip on our shoulder and because all the talk that people have about how we lost every game last year or how we didn't score. Like that's going to be a that's going to help us well, a lot. The people that say that don't know that there were a lot of injuries, don't know that it was a senior class that had been playing for a while. Maybe, you know, things become a little bit stale sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's change. There's 10 new freshmen, two transfers. Um, one of the freshmen started in the first game. Mm -hmm. She's from England, right? Yep. Oxford, England. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Ava. Ava. There you go. Yep. So that was pretty good. I think it's like 19 out of 25 seasons where a freshman starts. So that's that's interesting. Now, so what do you expect about the 2019 season? You already started with a great season. The soccer team, Gator Soccer, started very well. A win against FAU, 3-2 in overtime, and a win against USF, 2-0. I think that's a perfect start. I mean, I I would wish we wouldn't go in overtime with FAU, but, I mean, we came out with a win, so that's the best. We have UCLA and USC coming up, two good teams, so that'll be good to see how we do with that. Um, then Florida State's number one. So we got a next – our next three games are pretty hard, but I'm not worried. I think – I think that we could do it if we play our game. We're, we're more of a passing team. We don't try to kick and run or do all that extra pushing and shoving stuff. We just pass the ball around people and let the ball do the work. So I think that if we play our game, we'll come out with a win. Unless Dion is open on that left <laughs> yeah. wing. Or Corey or Kit. We got Corey, a lot of yeah. fast players yeah. up top. Kit, Kit has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Kit has been Any players to watch, any players that you've seen um, play during the season and been like, hey, she's doing pretty good. I think Alex Stubblebine has made a huge comeback. I think she was a super underrated player. Nobody really noticed, but I think she came in for summer A and did workouts when they were optional. And ever since then, she's just been on her game. She's been, she started the first game of the season and she never started here before. So I think she's, she's doing really well so far. That was pretty good. She plays center, center midfielder, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty good. And you said we're, we're playing, uh, Gator soccer will be playing against USC, not University of South Carolina, but University of Southern California. Mm -hmm. They're ranked number five, number five, then UCLA number four. Um, it's a tough schedule. UF has a really tough schedule. What do you, what's your prediction on where UF will end up? Because a lot of people have been laughing that, you know, UF is not top 25 and they, UF only missed by like six points in the in I the think we'll polls. end up top 10 for sure. I think we'll win the SEC tournament. I have a feeling we're going to even win the SEC just because of that ship chip on our shoulder. I think that season that we had last year was needed. People always say you need to make mistakes to get better. Making mistakes puts you in a learning environment and I think that that mistake we made last year is what we need to come back and win a big tournament or a national championship even so I think that if we just like I said we just play our game we have a good chance and going far in the NCAA tournament got it now 
this is your time to drop um, any like your Instagram account, your Twitter or anything that you're doing for the community, um, any fundraisings or anything that, that, that you know you want people to know about. Okay, the first thing I want people to know about is be the match.org. That is something where the where you could you don't have to donate your bone marrow. People think that when you when you put your information into that you're gonna have to donate your bone marrow. It's just to help somebody find a match. And so the cancer that I had, luckily I didn't need a transplant, but some people have to get rid of all their bone marrow and get a donation from someone else. And there's a lot of people in this world, especially children, that need somebody's bone marrow but cannot find a match. And there's people out here living with the perfect bone marrow for that kid. And so if you just go to bethematch.org, you can, they will send you out a package and they will swab your mouth and that's it. All you have to do is get a mouth swab and it'll show you if you're the match with someone. And that doesn't even mean you have to give your bone marrow. That'll just have them reach out to you and say, hey, you're a match for this age and this gender. If you would like to help out, like all you have to do is reach out. And I think that doing something like that could simply save someone's life. And so that's huge. And then the last thing, my Instagram is its.low34 if you want to follow me. Awesome. Thank you, Lo. It was great having you. You're Thank the first you. guest to this edition of my podcast. And it, I couldn't have asked for someone better. Thank you so awesome. much. Nice great. meeting you. Awesome. So that is it for this episode of The Gator Congregation. I hope that I have fulfilled some of the promises I made in the intro. Make sure you visit WRUF.com. That's ESPN Gainesville's website where you can find my Gator soccer related web stories. I'm extremely active on my Twitter. You can find my handle down below in the description. With that being said, thank you for tuning into the Gator Congregation and have a fantastic day.